Hey, everybody. Kevin Grossman, president of Talent Board. If improving your recruiting processes and the candidate experience for both external and internal candidates are key priorities for you and your organization, then we highly recommend you register for our 2019 North American Candy Symposium and Awards Gala in Washington, D.C. on October 14th. We have a full day of amazing speakers and sessions, and we're also doing this event in conjunction with the ERE Recruiting Conference on October 15th and 16th. So the evening of the 14th, you can come join us at the joint reception with the ERE. And then that evening, could enjoy our gala awards dinner where we celebrate the 2019 North American Candy Experience Awards winners, companies that have the highest positive candidate ratings in our research, and enjoy a dinner and award ceremony. Just go to the talentboard.org and click on the Candy Symposium and Awards Gala link, and then you can register with code CE19VIP to save $50 off an already very reasonable registration price. We hope to see you in DC on October 14th. Now enjoy the podcast. It is so interesting to learn how different industries recruit and source. And so I've learned so much more in healthcare, even though I came from manufacturing in the past, I have really kept in touch with those that are not in healthcare to learn their processes because they just do things differently. You're listening to the Candy Shop Talk podcast brought to you by Talent Board and the Candidate Experience Awards Benchmark Research and hosted by Kevin W. Grossman. Talent Board is the first nonprofit research organization focused on elevating and promoting a quality candidate experience. The Candy Shop Talk podcast welcomes Kathy Hennessy, Director of Talent Acquisition at Advent Health, a faith-based nonprofit healthcare system and a proud Candidate Experience Awards winner. Listen in on how improving candidate experience impacts recruiting and the business bottom line. Kathy, thank you so much for joining me on the Candy Shop Talk podcast. Before we dive into the rest of the show, why don't you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do today? Sure, Kevin. I am the Director of Talent Acquisition for Advent Health here in Orlando, Florida. Most people don't know our name uh, because we did change names back in January, but we own 48 different hospitals across nine states and over 1,200 different care center type places. They were all under different names, but we've come under one umbrella and one name. And uh, so we're quite large, about 80,000 employees, and we place about 25,000 new hires and transfers in a year. 25,000, my goodness. Now, you've been on the show before, and so we're going to tackle a few different things this time as it relates to talent acquisition, recruiting, and the business of candidate experience as well. Let's talk about that. those 25,000. So out of those that you hire, what, what jobs are we talking about? Is it, is it across from... Is it hourly, administrative, nursing, physicians? What, what does that include? Sure. It, uh, we hire everything from the lowest level position all the way up to the vice president level. We do not do physicians. Physicians are, are separate. And then our vice presidents and above are handled by an executive recruitment team. So everything in between. So your food service, your housekeeping, you know, your corporate administrative positions, and then of course, all your clinical. Roughly about 35 to 40 percent, depending on the location, are nurses. So, you know, it feels like it's about half of, of our nurses. Our positions are filling nurses. Now, that's a continual challenge, isn't it? Not only to recruit quality nurses to your hospitals that you run, but also to retain them. 
correct? Absolutely. Yes, it is a highly competitive market and, and the Department of Labor certainly predicts that we are entering in uh, some of the, sh- the biggest shortages that the country will ever see um, by 2022, 23, they're predicting. So we just have so many different kinds of competition that you didn't have before with so many kind of people entering into the healthcare business with your examples like your CVS and your Walgreens and surgical centers opening up that are private. Uh, just lots of different ways for a nurse to work. Um, that could also include like home health and hospice and just other various different facilities that use nurses. Even spas now hire nurse practitioners, you know, to deliver Botox. And so we're competing with all of those different type places. Well, I know my wife is in physical therapy and she does a lot of home health care because of the growing population, the age of the population. Yeah. That's a growing market as well. So, but, but besides, I mean, you're a really large competitive healthcare organization, right? You're across multiple states and compared to, you know, maybe even, so maybe some of that's drawing away from you at the end of the day, but where, what else is going on in regards, is there, is there fewer uh, men and women going into nursing? Is that another issue as well? Well, you know, it's interesting. So the Department of Labor says that um, if they look at the number of graduates going in, it actually will meet the demand long-term. So we have a good number entering in the colleges and graduating. It's just that the baby boomers are retiring at a faster rate than they're coming out. And then the second problem is it's not an equal exchange, right? So a retiring 30-year nurse doesn't equal a new graduate nurse. You can't just put that new graduate nurse on the floor by themselves. And so they need longer training, right? They need, you know, good year of clinical rotations and preceptors helping them. And they're still not equivalent to that that 30-year nurse. So it just takes a little bit more graduate nurses to equal that 30-year retiring nurse. So not quite the same, but it will even out after 2023 that, that those graduating will meet the demand, so they say. That makes sense, right? Because patient care is supposed to be of the utmost priority when it, when it comes to those individuals in, in your healthcare organizations or hospitals. So you definitely need to have experienced nursing practitioners that are on the floors. And I've had my own share of family in and out of hospitals. So I can totally appreciate those. I mean, those, you know, the nursing staff that that is just on top of it. It's so important. But I don't want to digress too much because I want to come back to, so from an external candidate perspective, I want to start there. What are some of the considerations and the focus of improving that candidate experience over the past year or so that you guys have been focused on? So again, those that you're trying to attract to the organization. So the thing with nurses, they, it's, they're, an, they're an interesting group of, of candidates to work with because they know that they are in high demand and typically have three to four offers. I think two things, they keep it simple and make it fast because they don't want to have to do a lot of extra work. You know, for example, when I first came to Adventist almost three years ago, you know, we were doing uh, video interviews or doing the kind of on-demand type videos where they had to complete that before they were considered. You know, we just almost got a revolt against that and said, no, we're not doing that. The place down the street doesn't require us to do it, so we're not going to do that. And so we really had to step back and look at our application, make sure it's short, sweet, simple, that we just don't have them going through all these hoops from the beginning so that we can really make it easy and then make it fast. 
Um, we've had competitors that will advertise, you know, interview once and get an offer in the same day. And so we've really had to rethink and challenge our hiring managers to think about their own process and, you know, the days of bringing people back for three interviews and big team peer interviews that take two weeks to organize. Those just don't cut it anymore for them. So they want a really fast turnaround time. And you know, we've implemented some hiring events that maybe once kind of were thought as old school, but it does give them a quick opportunity to come in, you know, maybe right after their shift, meet the hiring leaders, tour the building and get an offer all in the same day. They really like that. And so we have found success in doing that in most of our locations. So I'm just trying to speed that process up for them. You know, it's easy. We can certainly check their license online and do criminal background checks pretty quick and do references. So those two things make it really attractive if, if we can make it as simple as possible. Exactly. Especially for, for critical positions such as nursing, right? Because you know this better than anybody. Time is a huge factor in, in recruiting anyway. Across the board, I mean, even when you're in a, a high turnover hourly worker situation where you have to constantly filling folks, time's still a critical factor or all the way up until executive management and leadership as well too. So, right. and the longer you have, that's, I think that's important to note here, right, Kathy, the longer you have nurses that aren't in the jobs that you need them in, this is one of those cases where, yes, there's a monetary cost to the organization, but there's also a patient cost and a health deterioration cost as well, right? If you're, if right. you're stru- struggling Absolutely. to serve the individuals that are, are in your clinics and in your healthcare organizations. So that's, that's good to hear. And I would bet besides speed, communication is important as well, correct? Sure. You know, just that any that personal touch that they can get besides just, you know, all the automation that that we can provide is great. But, you know, that personal touch makes them feel special when they apply. You know, we really um, make sure that we because you just don't get a ton of people that apply. So it's easier to give them a little bit more white glove service when they do apply and meet those needs to call them quickly within 24 hours and be able to talk to them and you know, let understand what their needs are. And, and typically, if they apply to one position, they fit more than one and help them navigate to the shift they want or the specialty they want, or even the location. You know, if we're in Tampa, you know, they could choose 10 of our hospitals probably within a 45 mile radius. So um, it's all about helping them make the match for them. Yeah, that's fantastic. Let's shift now. We talked a little bit about the work that you're doing, again, on attracting and, and speed being a factor, communication for especially for external candidates, much less all candidates, but let's shift to those that are currently working for Advent Health and your organization. Um, Retention, obviously, is always very important, critical for organizations, especially in, again, very high-impact roles, very important roles like nursing. So tell us a little bit about some of the work that you're doing there as it relates to differentiating the internal candidate experience. We have started what we call an internal ambassador program, where we have recruiters that are specially designated uh, just to work with internal candidates. And we've created a landing page uh, inside our portal that is just for them. Um, we point out those questions, those positions that are available just for internal. We made it really simple for them to do searches. It was kind of clunky before for us. And so we just revamped the way they do searches and find positions. And then if once they apply, we have these special recruiters that will call them and and then help them walk 
through the process. And so that gives them that white glove service more so than our external candidates. And we've put SLAs around that so that the candidate is getting a special touch within 24 hours. They're getting submitted to the hiring manager. The hiring manager has a commitment to get back within 24 hours. We've developed an SLA to be able to process them in less than seven days. Um, So we are just starting that and just measuring that. Uh, But so far, it's very, seems very successful. And they're just happy to have somebody to talk to because they don't always want to talk to HR. But if they can just talk to somebody that's dedicated to them for recruitment, they really like that. Absolutely. You know, and it's, and we're constantly having to re-recruit to retain anyway, right? I mean, that's... Right. And I'd rather recruit those internals over because we talked about before that they just, you know, everybody has a bad day at work, right? And so when you have that bad day, you're going to just go see what's out there. And if we can make them go see what's out there in our own system versus somewhere else, you know, we can save a tremendous amount of money if they just will will change positions, even if it's just to get away from a manager, just to get to a new manager within our same system. So what else on the, the technology front? That's pretty exciting what you're doing on both fronts as well. But technology, and you don't have to necessarily name providers that you're working with. That's not the point of my question. Sure. But, but I am curious to know what other technologies maybe in the past year that have really helped you to empower your processes that you've been making making improvements on, right? Because technology is only as good as the processes you have in place, right? Because otherwise, if it's a mangled mess, ain't no technology going to help you very much. It's just going to still, it's still going to be a mangled mess. So is there something, some things that you've done in the past year, either a new system you've implemented or maybe other kind of modules that you've plugged into the ATS? I mean, something that's helping you guys. You said you launched a page. Is that something you did internally for the internal candidates? Talk a little Mm -hmm. bit more, talk a little bit more about the technology. Okay. So I think the thing where we've probably put our most time and investment in is our CRM system. Um, it was new to us about a year ago. Like, and like anything new, you just have to figure out how it all works and how to best optimize its usage. And so we have really put our sourcing team on that CRM to really just develop pipelines and manage those pipelines and mine those pipelines of people that just come in and create an interest form. They're not necessarily applying to a position. Kind of it's that step before our applicant tracking system. And so that interest form has actually, we've received more candidates, if you will, in interest forms than we have actual candidates. So you combine the two, you know, it doubles the database. So it's just a matter of really cultivating those weeds, if you will, and having our sourcing team figure out what is it that they've expressed an interest in, we know what they're searching for, then how do we turn those into real applicants? We also load that database with all kinds of lists. We are, our sourcing team are constantly combing lists, whether it's a conference that we attend or we purchase all of the RN databases in each of the states that we work in. We can purchase lists for physical therapy and most anything that has a a license or a certification, we can buy those lists and we put those all in the CRM and basically really start to build pipelines for our core skill sets or what we consider our most difficult to fill positions. And we have a junior kind of sourcing role 
people that we call data miners, and that's what they do all day. They Those are your warm leads. So we have them in the database, but they just haven't necessarily applied to anything until we're calling them, we're talking to them, understanding what location they went, where do, where do they want, what's the specialty, and then helping them match positions and just, again, trying to make that easy for them. Then we send them the link of, oh, here's the perfect job we have, you know, 10 miles from your house. It's the shift you want. It's labor and delivery. It's physical therapy. It's, you know, it's housekeeping. Whatever that is, we help them make those matches so that then they apply directly. And and that really goes a long way and just say, oh, wow, that's great. You know, you made it simple for me. So I think just managing that CRM database. Um, Now, we have also recently adapted a new tool to manage uh, our just create and manage virtual job fairs um, because we're just finding that you know, candidates are relying on that technology and that gets us to the candidate faster um, than maybe attending an event. And so there's lots of technology that comes with that tool, including uh, chatbots and kind of hosting virtual office hours. We're exploring virtual customer service hours. Um, so we're really just, again, trying to look at how do we make that experience so great for them as a candidate that they not only apply themselves, but tell their friends about it, right? And say, oh, wow, yeah, it's so easy. I got a job here. You can do it too, right? Because if they can then refer their friends, it just makes it all the better. Oh, absolutely. Because you, you depend on those too. And we, I can tell you that we all, some of the things that we do know from our own data, not so much about the longevity of, of referrals, because we're not measuring that, but we do know that Candidates who are referred are 43% more likely to increase their relationship with you, the employer, even when they're not hired, which as you sure. know, Kathy, the majority of our data is from those that don't get the job at the end of the day. So right. that's something really important to note why they're so critical and important. I want to shift gears. One of the last things I want to tackle with you on this podcast today is the fact that our big North American Candy Symposium and Awards Gala is coming up on October 14th in Washington, D.C. in conjunction with the ERE Recruiting Conference. And super happy to have you on a panel discussion and really kind of talking about the both the external and the internal candidate experience. And we've got a really diverse panel in a lot of different industries, right? So we have automotive, technology automotive with Panasonic, and then we've got software with Rakiva. We've got waste management. We've got American Airlines. And then we've got you from, of course, course, representing healthcare. So what's one of the things that you're super excited about, about being on this panel discussion at our event? Sure. No, I'm super, I am very excited to serve on the panel. And it is so interesting to learn how different industries recruit and source. And so I've learned so much more than healthcare, even though I came from manufacturing in the past, I have really kept in touch with those that are not in healthcare to learn their processes because they just do things differently. Healthcare is just, is very traditional and the methods are very traditional. And we've had to do a lot to kind of break that tradition and and get more progressive. So I like to hear about progressive sourcing tools that they're using and progressive methods of attracting that candidate um, because they all have difficult to fill positions. No matter what industry you're in, you have difficult to fill positions. So I just like to hear about how do they attract them and then how do they make it easy for their own processes? Because then that makes me think about, well, what about healthcare? Could we adapt something like that or try something new that nobody's ever done before in healthcare? I think could be a real game changer. So I'm, I'm very excited 
excited to, to share that. And then, you know, I think certainly I'm happy to share what we've learned in healthcare um, with social media and sourcing. So I think it'll be a wonderful panel uh, to really learn some quick nuggets to take home with you. Well, we're super excited again to have you on it and everybody else that's part of the panel and all of our great speakers and sessions that we're going to have on that day. And then, of course, celebrating the 2019 North American Candidate Experience Awards winner, which we'll be deciding very soon at the end of August and then announcing in, uh, in early September as well. So, and when, of course, make sure that everybody understands that you guys were a great big candy winner last year as well. And that's one of the big reasons why we have you on the panel. So fingers crossed for you guys this year as well. Yes, we're, we're really excited. I am down to the, the wire and sending out surveys every day to make sure that awesome. that we qualify. And I'm very excited. I, I know that everybody seems to up their game and the candidate experience every year. So yep. I think we just have to get a little better every year. And so, yeah, it's it'll be uh, exciting to see, you know, know if we if we qualify this year but if not see who all the those that are and what we can learn from them yeah absolutely yeah hands down so and then the last thing i always like to ask is besides work because we're always working right kathy we're always, <laughs> we're always working what else does kathy like to do outside of work what what else sure. like a hobby travel kids what's the deal yeah so i've just moved i've been to i've been in orlando for about a little over two years now so uh just my husband and i here in florida and so we are exploring every beach possible Um, there are so many national parks and beaches last weekend we just went to honeymoon island and caldesi which is north of florida north of tampa and so it's great little one day two day staycations and kind of explore the little beach town and so just being a tourist in my own state is really fun. That is nice. We actually do like to do that ourselves locally in the Bay Area too, where we live. So that 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 is that is fun fun stuff. Well, Kathy, thanks so much for sharing with me on the Candy Shop Talk podcast. And um, again, have a great remaining time until we meet again in October. And and again, thanks for being on the panel. We'll see you then. Absolutely, I look forward to it. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Candy Shop Talk podcast. For more information about Talent Board and the Candidate Experience Awards and Benchmark Research, visit www.thetalentboard.org.